1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper in the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, across the pond, is the author of Paracoustics and Ghostology, the gold standard in ghost hunting, Steve Parsons.
0: And a happy new year to you. Yeah, it's not yet. Nearly. Well, it will be for us five hours before it is for you. But there you go. She's one of those quirks of time. If we survive, Hurricane... Oh, I forget his name. Frank?
1: Yeah, we got our first major snowstorm right here. So
0: Yeah, we have, um, we're battening down for 100-mile-an-hour winds tonight here on the West Coast. Excellent. We give our storms names now. We've taken this idea from you Americans, and we name all our storms early is there a storm steve they haven't got to it yet oh i'm hoping so because it's going to be a growler when it happens that's a shame why anyway so do you have a good christmas i had an excellent christmas um wet and windy wet and stormy and the weather was terrible too no it was fine but you can imagine it was all excitable and uh yeah got lots got lots of presents um i think <laughs> what about your Christmas, anyway? Because you have white fine. Christmases. You have white Christmases, don't you? No, we didn't have white Christmas.
1: Uh, no. What's so, you your Boxer yeah. Day, is that really a celebration or is it was just like
0: a day off? Do you know what? This year, to be honest, it's I didn't even notice. Uh, it, was a, it was just like a... <laughs> It's supposed to be the the feast day of Saint Stephen, and uh, as a child, it was always the day when you played with your presents and family visited, or you visited family. But this year, um, it it was just a normal shopping day. It was just a normal Saturday. Uh, Stores were open as normal. um, Didn't see any Christmas was like you know came and went in one day. It was very very quick, very uh, almost unfestively quick.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's been uh, it, it was a good thing, uh, you know, Christmas. I thought, anyways, but uh, uh, you know, it's it's a goes up for a, for a short period of time. I mean, you, you know, all that preparation, and then it's it's over so fast. So it's interesting.
0: Well, we've we took all the decorations and lights down on the twenty seventh um, because well, you are just sick of them. They've been up since the start of December. Um, plus, we needed the space because uh, Junior Ghostbuster is here. Uh, you know, so, a long drive yesterday to go fetch her. Mm-hmm. 400 uh, miles, I understand. Yeah, and then the same again uh, next week to take her back again on Saturday. She's only here for a few days because she's back at work. Trip. So, yeah. anyways. Yeah, uh, anyway. Enough of me. You, uh, I noticed some post about, uh, uh,
1: what the heck's his name? Harry. Uh, Harry Price, right. What's the story on that?
0: Well, a twi- uh, couple of nights ago, the 27th, we had a drama here. There was a book br- uh, came out earlier this year by an author called Neil Spring, which was um, a sort of Harry Price and Borley story reimagined. Uh, so it took some of the central characters, Harry Price and the journalist, Vernon Wall, and Price's secretary... Um, and it sort of re- rewove, um, rewove the story of Harry. It turned, it turned into a bit of a, um, a character, uh, more of a character, more of a controversial character. But the um, the the book, Neil's book, was was then taken uh, by uh, the television, and it was further adapted into something that bore absolutely no resemblance to to the uh, book by Neil Spring, and it bore. Uh, I think the only resemblance it bore to Harry Price was the title Harry Price Ghostbuster, Ghost Hunter. And in fact the first thirty seconds of the programme set the tone and caused me to pretty much switch off and did a did for Harry Price's reputation, you know, what two books and fifty years have uh been trying to undo. It showed the opening scene started uh in a seance with Harry and some of the landed gentry. And they were conducting a table tipping séance, and upon command, the table started to vibrate and tilt, and smoke uh, billowed from a from a lamp at the side of the room as it exploded. And then um, the the woman, uh, the old lady, was was ordered to look at Price, and a face appeared in a mirror. And she fled from the room and Harry went outside and declared that the room indeed was haunted and that he could get rid of the uh, haunting apparition, but that he would have to be alone in the room, at which point he went back in. The camera followed him back in and he opened up his box, his ghost hunting kit box and placed back inside it. Uh, from underneath the corner, uh, from underneath the leg of uh, the table, one of these table tipping vibration motors, uh, smoke generators, mirror, and all the accoutrement of fake mediumship. Um, so he immediately painted a picture of Price as a fraud and as a as a fake medium. In fact, you know, it actually had the makings of a half decent drama in terms of you know, like the others, a good ghost story. Um, It's just that, you know, once again, they've taken this really cheap option of taking somebody's name and just smearing it, you know, just just to sell a few television programs. It's, you know, and it made me cross. Did Did
1: you watch the entire show?
0: No. Um, I, I watched a bit more of it later, but I got to the second ad break and then gave up. Uh, because it was it was really starting to irritate, uh, I went back a little later uh, to watch some extracts from it where he 'd used some more of the ghost kit. In fact, I had Price talking about measuring excuse me measuring magnetic fields and that sort of stuff and clearly you know i mean that 's a modern a modern interpretation. Price never would never have uh, measured that sort of thing, but it was just You know, if they called it Fred Smith Ghost Hunter, it would have been a perfectly uh, serviceable little Christmas drama. But the fact that, you know, they've taken, um, they've used it just for Price's name and cared not one jot about the man, his reputation, because there's nobody here to defend him. Uh, He's not alive to defend himself. Well,
1: that's like the Sherlock Holmes thing. You know, they just use
0: the Sherlock Holmes name. Well, he was fictional to begin with. That's true. Price I Price wasn't real. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Right? You know, pr- I mean, all too often, uh, the movies do it, television does it. They pay no regard. Um, they know that you know, Price is an important and significant person. They, they attached his name to the program purely and simply because they knew it would attract attention, that he was a historical figure that they could then say and based, on tr- was and, yeah, based on a true story. I, it was based on nothing. It, it, there was there was a nod to Borley um, when when uh, some writing appeared, uh, scribbled on the floor of of uh, the the stately home in chalk. Yeah. And there was um, an incident where the servants' bells rang, uh, but they, they, as the as the lord of the manor said, "That's impossible." All the wires were cut. Mm-hmm. Now you know both are references to Borley, but they're just references to you know they 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 could have you know. Use any reference. Mm-hmm. They were just using Price's name. But the problem is, I've got my issue is not, you know, I'm not, I'm not leaping to the defense of Harry Price. But what I. But where the problem lies is a lot of people who watch that sort of programme, and a lot of people who do what what you and I do, investigate the paranormal, really, I mean, they've heard of Price. They know he's a controversial character because they've read it somewhere. They haven't actually done any research. They've never read his biographies. They've never read his own own published works. Or the actual uh, book that caused the problem for Price back in the 1950s... um, which was written by Trevor Hall, Dingwall, and Goldney, which is called The Haunting of Borley Rectories, which is really uh, actually a character assassination of Harry Price, they never realized that that was uh, redressed um, in 1969 um, and largely shown to, to be itself a, a, a work of you know uh, vitriolic fiction. Mm-hmm. But people, you know, mud sticks as the reputation as the saying goes, and in this instance, it certainly stuck. A lot of people watching the program will go, will look at it, and go, "See, I told you so. I always knew Price was a shady character."
1: Yeah, I mean, but uh, it's still it's TV, you know. I mean, you know, they had the thing <laughs> Abe Lincoln vampire hunter. I don't think there's yeah. too many people out there that believe Abe Lincoln was a vampire hunter.
0: No, but there's an awful lot of people who watch ghost hunting programs and believe that you know running around uh penitentiaries with crazy devices is the way to you know conduct scientific research
1: (laughs) until somebody tells me different there's there's really no uh i mean you know I, i see no harm in it let's put it that way
0: um there is no harm in the drama as such but in t- and you know in the grand scheme of things a, a friend of mine james put it succ- succ- succinctly afterwards that you know really I sh- what was the point of getting worked up because what you and i do with the best will in the world is actually a relatively small insignificant little hobby mm-hmm. or pastime. time in the grand scheme of the, of the world it you know it's not uh you know earth shattering it's not life changing we are just getting on with what we want uh, it was a good drama. I got cross about it. A few other people got cross about it. So what? World's not going to end tomorrow because I got wound up by a television document, a uh, television drama, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, keep it into in perspective. But at the same time, you know, I did get a little bit irritated. Evidently. Evidently. Yeah. And said so.
1: And, you know, and, and I posted on uh, my Facebook page. I I posted. Uh, a, 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 a phrase, and I thought you would jump on it, but you didn't. And that was, okay, everyone spread out. Be sure to use your equipment. We're searching for orbs, cold spots, and wrappings. And if we're really lucky, we'll see the ghost of the blacksmith's daughter.
0: I did see the post, um, but unfortunately, um, I uh, I've been a bit distracted by driving a long way and... Family stuff. So no, I didn't. So do you know where that comes from? No, but I was intrigued by the orb thing. And normally, what I would have done is is probably resorted to Google to try and find it. Me, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And so that, yeah, that of
1: course, it uh, comes from uh, the Christmas haunting, which oh. you told me you just watched uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Midsummer's murders, the Christmas haunting.
0: Oh. Yeah, I did watch it, but I, in and out of doing lots of other things. I, plus, I'd seen it a long time ago, so I wasn't paying you know a lot of attention. But it's a good. I like Midsummer Murders. I like a good ghost drama. And that was one of the great shames for me about the Harry Price one. I'd say they called it Bob Smith um, Ghost Hunter. Um, I could have sat through it and enjoyed it as a drama. This one here,
1: they they portrayed paranormal investigators in in the worst possible light. They they had Fright Night, which is uh, basically a ghost hunt uh, that people paid to go on. And they used equipment. They caught them Faking evidence. They were looking for orbs and stuff. There were people that, uh, of course, went there that didn't take it seriously. And these are all things that, you know, are calming in today's world. But I, I didn't get my panties in a bunch over it because I know that's the way it is portrayed sometimes, especially for those who don't believe in paranormal investigating. I'm not even going to say ghosts, but just in paranormal investigating alone.
0: I. <laughs> I, it wasn't the program. It wasn't the content. It wasn't the betrayal. Uh, it was the fact that they had taken a cheap approach of using a real figure to sell the program and and done further damage to. to I mean, Price had he was he was imperfect because we are all imperfect. Exactly. Uh, but. He suffered from a terrible assault after he died, which took a number of years to rectify. But most people, because of the the, the damage that had already been done, most people didn't appreciate the actual uh, contribution that Price made to our very small, very fringe pursuit. Um, you know, he dedicated his life to trying to turn what you and I do and others do into an academic uh Research it, it, to to get universities involved, and he he offered them uh, the, the full uh, facilities of his laboratory. He offered them the full the entire contents of his uh, extensive library, one of the largest psychical research libraries in the world, uh, still to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also offered them a financial um, uh, what's the word offered to Endow- sort of- Endowment. Um mm-hmm. now that was that was his prime driving. But force. But didn't the
1: National it, Laboratory go belly up and it, it actually morphed into uh what was it morphed? You should know this, Steve. Um it's some it was a it, university thing, I believe. It
0: it, it was affili it became uh, affiliated into the University of London Council uh, for psychical research. Right, that's it. Um the National Laboratory of Psychical Research became the University of London Council for Psychical Investigation. Okay, there you go. Uh, but he tried, you know, in Europe, in the United Kingdom, and in America uh, to push the case for saying to academics, to universities, that they needed to found a chair in what he was calling parapsychology, psychical research. Um, yes, he played the media, but we, you know, you and I have talked about Price a number of times on the show, and we've often said that <laughs> me. a lot of what we do uh, in terms of our approach, our equipment orientated and uh, methodology, is is down to Price. But there's something else that I think Price should be recognised for instead of being condemned for. Price learnt very early on that in order to get his message across, he needed to get people on the side, and one way of getting people exactly. on the side, of course, was to exploit the media. Now, Price was was you know he, he regularly uh, used magazines, newspapers, and uh, the radio. He was the very first, he conducted the world's uh, very first live radio ghost hunt back in 1936. Now, is that any really any different from today when we have Zach and we have Vet and we have others, and we have every ghost hunting group from here to Timbuktu, with their YouTube channels and with their uh, internet radio shows and everything else. Using media to talk to like-minded individuals, to get them on side, to get them to listen, you know, to sort of uh, sing from the same hymn book, Um, Price was doing that. And yet, back in the 1930s, to be publicity-hungry or to be publicity-savvy, like Price was, got him condemned um, and and led to many of these accusations being levelled against him. Correct. So I think we owe, we owe Price a great deal more he He was much more far-sighted than than possibly you know even we've even given him credit for yet
1: yeah, I agree with you on that, so that's why it
0: it irked you it, that's probably, why it irked me because yeah. it's it, it irked me as much as Braveheart the movie irked me or the Patriots irked really? me really oh yeah <laughs> I mean. Seriously. One of my favourite films was always Braveheart because it's got great battle sequences, it's got great music, it's got great... You know, it's got a good story. It's a good swashbuckling story. And The Patriot, which is basically the same story, just set a few hundred years later. Um, In fact, it's got virtually the same script. But nonetheless, it's a good story. And I appreciate a good story. But historically, it it drove me insane because it was just... Wrong. Well, it's was not just so history. It's
1: a historic... No, it's not a historical <laughs> documentary. It's a historical uh,
0: novel. So why did they need to bring in real characterization? Because, because what happened was... it's historic.
1: Was, they're, they're using that, that blend, that, yeah, that but flavor.
0: Are, yeah, but there are Americans who think that the Americans won um, the Battle of Britain. Because they watched Pearl Harbor. There are Americans who who genuinely believe that the American, uh, the the U.S. Navy, captured the Enigma machine from a U-boat. But that was the Royal Navy. There are a lot of these historical inaccuracies. Uh, The reason I I get a little bit irked by them is because people um, (laughs) genuinely seem to be (laughs) too stupid to realize that, that that's a film. Uh, and it's it's a fantasy, and it's a good story, and that wasn't what reality is. Some people, you know, there are people growing up today who believe the the, the Hollywood version of history over the actual version of history.
1: Oh, absolutely, and, and that, that, there are that people who believe crap on the internet is is yeah, real too. And, exactly.
0: Uh, and, yeah. If nobody stands up and says, "Hey, that's wrong," then we end up in a world where history becomes distorted. And we need to have our, we need to understand our history. We need to understand our place, even in this really fringe, you know, sideline of a hobby that you and I undertake um, of ghost investigation, ghost hunting. We 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 have a place, you know, in the timeline. Uh, we look back through. You know some venerable people who've gone before, and we can learn from them. But we have to know our place in that timeline, and you cannot just keep rewriting the timeline. And yet if you look at the the history of, take EVP for example, there are. The, the, if you go onto the internet and look at the history of EVP in in um, um, some paranormal groups' websites, you find that it begins in 1957 with Friedrich Jürgensen. Mm-hmm. Um, going through the woods in Sweden, recording birdsong, mm-hmm. getting the voice of his dead mother coming through. Um, and there began the discovery of something that became... That's the, the most movie. notable one. But it goes back way, way, way beyond that. It's like and
1: ghost hunting. Ghost hunting goes way, way back. But exactly.
0: We don't... But yeah. we should. But we should. And I think you know if you're going to be involved in anything however fringe the pursuit might be you should at least fully understand it and fully understand what you're doing why you're doing it and what's gone before because you otherwise we just we go into this weird you just you don't learn anything you know there has been 150 years of competent psychical research uh, that's been documented and a lot longer than you know there's a lot more besides going back centuries before that but how many modern investigators have ever read any of the early investigators works you know instead of retreading old ground over and over and making the same old brand new discovery every week we're not moving forward because we 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 they're not interested in the history. What they're interested in is the here and now, the going to the spooky house, the proof of the paranormal, which is forgotten or overlooked by the next group who find exactly the same discovery, a few weeks later, a few months later.
1: Yeah, I mean the history is great and everything, but once again, I mean the research is out there, but will people will select what research? Uh, fits their own particular theories and they'll use that research as their uh basis or, or foundation for their theories and that's not necessarily true i mean uh the emf for instance in causing uh you know phobia and so forth and there there hasn't been enough research done on that uh to even you know determine what the uh the if it does happen what the uh the ranges are that that does cause it is it affect the same people uh the same way and and uh, so forth it, it, it we just grab whatever we need and say okay this is proven because we have this study here that says da 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 and therefore that is the uh, basis for everything we should be looking at,
0: which is... No, you are, de- you are dead, dead right. Absolutely right. And that that's actually not just the fault of the ghost hunters. Parapsychologists themselves do exactly that time and time again. Most of the story, if we take infrasound or, or indeed uh, EMF, as you've just talked about, um, you will hear respected parapsychologists repeating that infrasound causes, EMF causes. Um... Mm-hmm. because they've read it in a journal uh, without ever questioning. A particular arg- article, one particular yeah. article. Yeah. one particular article, and they, they repeat it without question, but because it has been, say, for example, the, the television parapsychologist said it on a television show, therefore it must be true because the scientists said so. And in actual fact, it, they're not checking their sources. They're not checking the, the validity of, of the paper. And many of the papers um, that they quote have subsequently been been disputed by by, by later research. If we take, for example, EMF, and, uh, which of course is all based on the work of Professor Persinger in, in Canada, who who famously stuck somebody in a motorcycle helmet with electromagnetic coils inside it, the God Helmet, and induced these weird sensations into people uh, by by. Bombarding their brains with electromagnetic fields, and they, they reported sensations that were similar to what people were saying they'd experience in haunted houses and haunted locations. Um, when that research was replicated in Sweden, they came out and said, That's nothing to it, it's suggestion. It's because you've told people that you're looking, you know, you, you want them to report these sensations, they're becoming, you know, suggestible to. Abnormal sensations and over reporting them, and it actually has got nothing to do with electromagnetic fields. Yet, you never hear that said by a parapsychologist. Oh, no, we never... always
1: report the same one.
0: Yeah, and you never read that on an internet you know, uh, site from a group who say the reason why we measure EMF is because ghosts emit EMF or blah, 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 blah. And in fact, if you look at the original newspaper headlines uh, from Persinger's research, and it was reported in one or two newspapers, what they actually said was uh, EMF. Uh, shows that people will experience ghosts. Now what Ghost Hunters read that as is, if you want to they, they there's your, you know, EMFs cause people to experience ghosts well, and then off they went with their EMF detectors
1: Right yeah, and also that, of course, will give uh, the skeptics what they want in saying, okay, uh, see, there's really no ghosts, It's just because there's, uh, you know, you you sleeping yep. next to an alarm clock or something, and yep. that's why you do it. I mean, you could always quote something or find some research to support whatever your theories are, well, for the most part, but... Uh,
0: well, there is one, isn't there? There's one famous one. What's it called? Last Thursdayism?
1: Last Thursdayism. That's... <laughs> yeah, the I, last... Th-
0: I, the only non-falsifiable hypothesis that, that science recognizes. <laughs> <laughs> the world, the universe was created last Thursday. Was it really? Apparently so. Oh, and it's it's a non-falsifiable hypothesis, statement.
1: I know we're coming up to the break, but uh, we, we want to take a look at uh, some of the things that we, we did talk about over the past year. But, uh, but, you know, this thing, I saw this thing on the Harry Price, and I did want to know more about it and what your thoughts were, because I... I know that you weren't pleased, but I I just wanted to know more of the particulars of it. And so now I I do understand that. And I'm sure that that movie will come over here. Was it a a movie or a TV drama? Uh, No, it's ITV
0: uh, drama.
1: Okay, so we'll probably get it over here eventually. Yes, yeah,
0: it'll it'll uh, be it'll be on YouTube probably within a few weeks. I mean, but the, uh, that's done to
1: so many characters. I mean, like Harry Houdini's, it's done too many times. And you know, a lot of people. The interesting thing about is Harry Houdini's involvement in the the paranormal. It's it's uh, an interesting little web that is uh, weaved with him. So, uh, but anyways, we are coming up to the break, so we we can't get into that right now. Uh, no, but, sta-
0: but stand by for a BBC drama called Houdini and Conan Doyle.
1: Oh, that sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, where, so they, where I- they join up and investigate weird stuff.
1: There you go. I like that. New X-Files. The old X-Files, I guess. <laughs> 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 Anyways, there's the tune, so we have to take a break. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, the International with Steve Parson and Ron Kolak right here. On Toji Night, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, uh, wherever else this crazy show is being played. And, of course, you can listen to it on iTunes as well. And we'll be right back after the uh, following messages.
0: An
1: oasis in this hectic world.
0: The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly
1: kooky, the parac family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the parade family.
0: They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bella X family. Greetings and felicitations.
1: I am Ron Collett, New England's own Van Helsing.
0: And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the Blonde Bombshell.
1: we're here at the elegant, Vincued Hall, the Downton Abbey of Menace.
0: We would like to extend a formal invitation to you
1: to tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Ghost Chronicles of Next Generation
0: on Tokyo Net, Para-X, Ghost Channel, and Planet Paranormal.
1: You can even listen live on your smartphone with your TuneIn app or catch the podcast on iTunes.
0: And now, time for tea. Back into part two of Ghost Chronicles, the international edition, coming to you tonight from a hurricane-lashed West Wales and a snowy but becalmed New England. And it's the last show of 2015. A Thank year God. of... Yeah. A <laughs> a year of strangeness. Mm.
1: You know, one thing I do want to mention is, you know, uh, we've had some... Unique of things happened to us uh, this past year, but uh, I do this red light science once a month, every first Tuesday at VZ. And several months ago, we had a spirit that came through, and uh, supposedly, of course, and uh, it warned us of a terrorist attack in Europe, and that was prior to the attack in Paris. So I'm trying to go through the, the tapes right now and trying to find out if there was more information that was given at that time. And I, I find that kind of intriguing.
0: That would certainly be interesting because I, I know that you've taped them, so uh, we have a record there. And of yeah, if, which is interesting. If you can demonstrate that, you know, some le- at some level the information is... You've got to be careful. I, I You know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm pouring cold water on things. But no, 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 so, no, Phil. I so, mean... So, so, Somebody has to say it, that there is always a danger, of course, of of overreading things into into Oh stuff.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Um you know That's why may... I want to look it up, because I want to yeah. find out what other details were given. I mean it's very easy to say a terrorist attack. I mean terrorist attacks
0: happen all the time. Uh right? Uh well they're forecasting several, you know, uh Right. So I mean, that's At the, the interesting pack about.
1: It. I want to find out some more. I just said it was intriguing, did say it yeah.
0: was, you know. I think it's, no, it's it's something. I mean, we've had over the years. I've had people contact me and say that they've had uh, you know, uh, precognitive dreams, mm-hmm. and what should they do? You know, I said, well, write it down, copy onto, include a. Cover front cover of a, of that day's daily newspaper and post it to to me, you know, to remain sealed. And right. on that day, or you know, at some future date when you tell me to, we can open the envelope. Um, they haven't, of course, but uh, but you do get quite a lot of people who who claim to to predict the future. And I don't want to come up with a you know, uh, you know, a negative viewpoint on it because I think. No, you should have a skeptical. Yeah. I, I mean I'm I'm mindful of a radio show I did some years ago um with the BBC and we had um they pre selected a guest and it was a Canadian psychic who had famously claimed uh that he was the only psychic that, that accurately predicted nine eleven. Oh um, yeah, break. And he' predicted it in the new year of two thousand and one, uh, so what nine, ten months in advance of the of the uh, events themselves, and that it was publicly done in a newspaper a, a Chicago newspaper. Now we had a couple of hours' uh, notice of of him appearing on the show, so we pulled up from the archives. Uh, the, the front page and his predictions for that newspaper, for that edition, the New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Eve edition of the Chicago Herald Tribune, whatever it was. Yeah. And said to him, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. Where is the prediction, um, you know, that you famously and you've traded on for the last eight or nine years that you, you were the only psychic to have made these predictions? Mm-hmm. And what he did say is what he did say is fire from the sky the uh, mountains will fall. You know, it's very
1: vague. Oh, it, the Nostradamus stuff.
0: Yeah. And it was like, well, I don't see that relating to nine eleven. Forgive me, but can you show me the specific line that says an airliner will fly into two tower blocks in the middle of Manhattan um, or something that, you know, come, you know, airplane skyscraper, America, you know, we'll, 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 we'll give you that much flexibility, but you know, fire from the sky and Olymp- uh, mountains will fall. I'm not taking that as a 9-11 prediction. And he hung up.
1: Fire from the sky uh, could have absolutely been a, you know, a meteorite, no offense. Well, he,
0: he, he could have had a you – know, he, there he's covered volcanic eruptions, meteorites, yep. um, aeroplanes, for, well, just about pretty much a, a missile strike on somewhere. Uh, he's covered all the bases pretty much with that one. So you've got to be careful. People do have a, a tendency to forget. It's like with, it's like with dreaming. People say, oh, I had a dream last night and it came true. But people tend to dream every night. They may not remember every night's dream, but how many, you know, do they make the same significance when a dream doesn't come true? You know, when an event takes place, they 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 make it more significant. It is it is interesting though that you've you've got recordings of the sessions because that means it can be gone back and looked at. And indeed, it might be that there is information in there that that. Um, that relates to an event prediction that you can demonstrate because of the recording, hopefully with the right time and date on the recording. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if we we go back to Harry Price again, there was the famous, with Borley Rectory, his most famous investigation, where they had conducted a seance in 1938, I think it was, in March, and it said that the rectory would burn down. Exactly. Uh, And it did, but not... Not for another eleven months. Right. Um, so the, the the prediction was only eleven months and thirty days out. Um, and people still make a, you know make a deal of the prediction. They still say that that was a prediction that you know that came true.
1: It did come true. The it, did, it did. But come. the
0: prediction the prediction specifically said it would burn down within twenty four hours. Right. People have always people overlook the bits that they don't want to.
1: Of course, um, you know what they're going to say is, is because their time is, is is on the other side is is, is yeah. uh, re- yeah. irrelevant. So yeah, uh, it's difficult. Uh, yeah, I know. That's we always see. That's the whole thing is we all take this information that we receive and, and we manipulate it to suit our needs. Like you know, the, the whole theory of, of of well, one of the theories of ghosts is you know that we are. Energy and energy can't be destroyed. Therefore, that's why ghosts are still there is because it's still less energy. But what is energy? You know, and and then they say, okay, well, we provide EMF or, or generator. Or we provide this to, uh, uh, you know, make the ghost to do what they want. But once again, I mean, there are different types of energy. Uh, so you know, it's like. You know, can you run a car on uh, hydro energy? No, you can't—not <laughs> without well, specifically designed engine.
0: I'm sure you've heard many, many ghost hunters, uh, mediums turn around and say, uh, whilst balancing on the around a wonky table, um, "Use our energy." Exactly. Now. Quite how the spirit's supposed to achieve this—that every you know. Well, that's they, the thing, yeah. <laughs> I have you know, that—that's that just swept aside. note. it's like the Stone Tape. You know, it sounds great. It sounds really plausible. You know, mm-hmm. that we we can we can record our psyche into the environment, into walls, into the structure of buildings, into the, in the case of Richard Felix, the soil um, that that we walk upon. But quite how the, you know, we say, well, okay, well, how does it happen? Well, there's silica. Yeah, well, there's silica. Well, there's paint, there's brick, there's, you know, just because there's silica doesn't mean that that's a mechanism for, you know. But people accept these ideas blindly, that, that this idea that spirits can use our energy quite how they do it doesn't seem to matter you know nobody questions it they just accept because the medium said that they're using our energy it's like this idea of psychic vampires uh, that these people can go around and suck your psychic life force and make you feel tired um you know quite how they do it or why they would do it is is never really questioned or um, or if it is, the answer is glossed over in, in terms of, well, because they can, um, because oh, they're the energy.
1: We don't, we we possibly, not possibly, we don't un, understand a lot of this, how it works. Uh, we have our theories and that's all they are. And, and they're not real good theories. When you go right down to the, the meat and uh, bones of it, it's, it's. You know, it, it's conjecture, it's, you know, it's theory, basically, and it's, yeah, that's not proof. I'm sorry, theories are not proof.
0: Well, I mean, that, you know, what's interesting is that goes for a lot of science. Uh, if we take, for example, we all understand gravity. Oh, you or know, gonna,
1: that's what they say. They say, well, we there are science that right now that yeah. we realize, blah, 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 but, it, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, big big ones, though. I mean, big, fat, huge things that we take, for, for, take for, as fact, gravity. You know, you ask a physicist to explain gravity. What is gravity? And he'll tell you what it can do, but he can't tell you what it is because exactly. it's cause and effect, though. Yeah, but it, it's me- it, it's it's working in a predictable way, and because it always works in a predictable manner, they know how they can you know, use that effect. But they right. don't actually know what it is. In that's, fact, there's an that's experiment. That's like
1: how how we see planets and stars that we can't see, but we know they're there because we can tell by the certain influences of of gravity and and pull that uh, it could only be done by a certain. Body, which is a planet or whatever. So we mathematically calculate uh, what this is, even though we can't see it, we can't smell it, we can't taste it, we can't hear it, we can't do anything that our senses can.
0: And I'll tell you what's really crazy. I've been watching some YouTube in, uh, in between breaks over the last few months. And there is a very big movement now. Uh, it started about six or eight months ago and really took off. And it seems to be predominantly driven by Americans. And it's no disrespect to Americans, but it's now been picked well, up over here too. Um, and it's they, – they, there is a movement of people who believe the world is flat. Oh, and flat. that they, that the the globe that the globe Earth is actually eight now why quite why they never explain but it's a NASA conspiracy um, supported by the Illuminati <laughs> um, to convince everybody that the that the world is actually a globe when in reality all of our you know common sense tells us it's flat. Um, right. Then, you know, right at the edge of the, at the disk. So if you just...
1: say if you sailed to east, then you'll never get back to the same spot, evidently, because you well, look, oh, they,
0: right. they Well, they demonstrate this effect because you're not actually sailing east. You're sailing in a circle around the oh. same lati- line of latitude. Oh, is that what and, it is? And they go to great lengths to explain all of the anomalies, and they say things like, you know, well, it's because... Uh, you know, if, if the Earth is a 25,000-mile diameter sphere, uh, or nearly sphere, um, then that's, that's eight inches of fall for every mile, um, and so over blah, 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 blah squared, so that – and yet, if you're 100 miles out to sea, you can see the Statue of Liberty. Or if you, or, or the most bizarre one is if you throw a ball up in the air, because we're rotating at 16,000 miles an hour, um, if you throw a ball up in the air, it comes back down and lands in your hand again. Imagine proving, that, huh? Proving that the earth is flat and that we're absolutely stationed. There you go. <laughs> Look, obviously, and this It's a disputable is, proof, I mean... Uh, well, this person's obviously... I know, I'm changing tried.
1: my mind now. I'm going to go out and get myself <laughs> a flat globe somewhere.
0: <laughs> well, obviously, this person is, well... Uh, Apparently, the United Nations ran on the conspiracy, because if you look at the UN badge, um, it's, it's of the flat earth. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> but seriously, there is a growing movement of people who believe this. And it takes us back to what we said before about people believing without ever doing their own research. They accept blindly uh, ideas and facts, however however ludicrous they might appear to be. But to some people, they sound plausible. They sound believable because they can check it out for themselves. That they, can, they can throw a ball up and it comes back down. Well, if we're going at 16,000 miles an hour, they, they don't think beyond you – know, they don't question. They, they blindly accept. How come they we're bl- not
1: falling down all the time if we're traveling that fast? I'm beginning to believe with these guys. I, well, yeah, how come I'm yeah. not
0: falling down? Well, one of the one of the questions that was posed them is how come we don't all scoot, uh, scoot off to the outside edges? You know, like on a merry-go-round, if we're whizzing yeah. around it. Well, that proves that we're not rotating either. That actually the heavens orbit the Earth, um, and not the other way round. Makes that, sense to me. Yeah. That it's not a heliocentric universe; it's actually an Earth-centric universe. That makes so, so much uh, sense. I agree. But it's it's it, it it is crazy to you and I, and hopefully to to others listening. But What's interesting to watch And I get fascinated by people And I guess that's why I do the ghost hunting uh, As much as anything else Because I like to observe people's responses to situations it's, it's 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 a kind of psychology it is a branch of psychology i think for even for me mm-hmm. um, and i like watching these programs about conspiracy i like to watch these programs about uh, end of the world end of times uh, scenarios because i get fascinated by people's strange beliefs and the the way that they uh repeat ideas wrong ideas other people's ideas as if they're you know an unassailable truth and a fact and that they are the sole holder of that truth and that everybody else is a lesser person unless they subscribe to the truth they all a lot of these videos start off with some sort of captioning that says the only way is the truth or the truth will set you free and then then the voiceover explains that this person you know will tell you the truth uh, and that you can't trust the government it's all they always blame Especially NASA. If you send money I'm sure that helps uh yeah, and NASA is always the are always the bad guys because they are on every conspiracy from global warming to global not being global uh, to, so <laughs> uh, so it would be flat warming really wouldn't it so the earth would be a hot plate rather than yeah so hot plate earth um, but it's this idea of you know people. Uh, they they see a headline EMF causes people to have ghost experiences so they, they measure EMF um, similar one with infrasound <laughs> people don't do the research and yet these people claim on their websites on their Facebook pages um, even on their group logos and banners that they are scientific researchers and serious investigators and yet they can't even investigate the their the own The interesting thing about reality. that
1: Steve is, and going along with that is that aren't they really uh, aren't they really uh, what 's the word i 'm looking for missionaries in, in a way for this doctrine where they go into people 's homes and tell them that they have ghosts or don't have ghosts for these particular reasons, even though those particular reasons may be flawed and they get conversions so they're actually uh, missionaries in a way that're they're, they're, co- uh, they're converting uh, many people to their beliefs
0: uh- certainly yes i uh, i have to agree 100 percent and also that they're zealots because if you challenge them uh you are immediately either part of the conspiracy um you know or you are just trolling them or uh you know you become the opposition uh so they are very zealous it's 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 rather strange because you know, I, I like to think that what what you or i do i've got you know it's in perspective um It's always
1: in perspective. It should be.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a small part of what I do. It's an important part of what I do. But nonetheless, you know, it's not, you know, I'm not going to change the world. I've got no plans on changing the world or discovering, you know, any any sort of life, you know, uh, humanity changing uh, experiences. But nonetheless, um, a lot of these people, if you challenge them. Oh, it's, it's death threats, it's unfriendings, it's it's deletions, it's name-calling, it's all, you know. But that's that's on both sides
1: of the coin, too. There are, <coughs> there are definitely people out there who are, are total, not skeptics, but total non-believers, and they totally make fun of anybody doing Absolutely. any type of… Research in the same way, very zealous Absolutely. about it, and, and they make fun of them and they, they say, Oh, look at these people. They're like, oh, You know, we're, we're right, we know what we're doing because uh, we don't believe anything.
0: Yeah, so. I again, I agree 100%. It's both sides, I think. Yeah. I, th- I think it, it's, interesting. it's an interesting example of our humanity, uh, the fact that we don't recognize this flaw in our humanity, the fact that we're human uh, and that we're frail and that what, what you and I hold dear, other people will ridicule. But it's the way that we, we believe intrinsically in ourselves that, you know, <laughs> you're mad and I'm right. Mm-hmm. No matter which side of the fence you're on, you're, they're always mad and, you, and I'm always right. It's the approach that, mag- that most people take. Even people who, I mean, they, they look back over this year gone, we've had quite a number of mediums on the show. And, you know, almost to a man and woman, I've heard every single one of them say that they are sceptical, that they are scientific, mm-hmm. and then um, describe in every way how they're not but they you always know, pre- preface it by, by explaining that they like to... I, I, I agree with you with that. But, you
1: know, a lot of people just poo-poo them, too. But to me, any medium, and, and I do that, too. I was like, until you can show me something, you know, I don't. But any medium, I truly believe, believes in what they tell you. That is their beliefs. That is their reality, because it's filtered through them, and i certainly can't tell you that's not what they believe that's that's not right uh i might not agree with the the you know uh well i might not agree but uh when they tell you something it's like the uh you have mentioned many times in the show i do believe that people see ghosts yes and and it's the exact same thing you could say what you want about mediums but Unless they're complete frauds, and we're not going to go down that path right now. Uh, a lot of them believe, believe what they are telling you is
0: their truth. And, you know, oddly, it might be because it's the end of the year, but oddly, you know, we're in a complete agreement again on this because – I, I, this is, I this is pretty
1: scary. I you know. I know.
0: I have very I've met lots of mediums, I know you have too, and I've very rarely ever met one who I uh believe for a minute was genuinely fraudulent. you know, out and out fraudulent. I'll, but the majority of them um believe totally in their abilities Mm -hmm. regardless if even if you challenge them they're unshakable because you are dealing fundamentally with their belief system and people there are skeptics who say that the world needs protecting from from even fraudulent mediums that these people are charlatans and out to make a buck uh because you know they're, they're connecting the living to the dead well do you know what the people that give these people money, yes, of course they're being scammed sometimes, but they're also grown-ups, and if they choose to pay, you know, give their money to a medium to get comforting messages which they find comforting from a loved one who has passed over, or, or buy a lottery card, it's their money, and you know exactly. what? They have the freedom to do it, and I don't have the right to turn round and say you shouldn't do that
1: exactly. So I know we're almost out of time on the show, believe it or not, but I, I do want to mention, you know, with the, the year ahead, we, you, you and I are going to be joining forces again. Yep. Uh, and Spirit Quest is, is... Is this our fourth year, Steve? Or?
0: It will be Spirit Quest, for me at least, Spirit Quest number four.
1: So I think I started the year before you came over, I believe, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, so this will be Spirit Quest for you, number five.
1: Number five. And, uh... You know, I'm really excited about it. Last year, of course, was uh, uh, Ghost Hunting and Witchcraft, and the year before was Spirituality and... Uh, spiritualism, excuse me, and uh, Ghost Hunting. And, and this year, of course, is going to be uh, Ghost Hunting and Angels well, and Demons. Angels and Demons. Which is... I'm looking forward to this year. Well, I, I, you know, that that's the, the one side we don't look at
0: too much... Uh, uh, I mean, De- a lot of- Demon, demons certainly get a good old mention these days. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was just going to say that, <laughs> at, at all the TV shows and everything. But yeah, but we're also going to look at the other side of it too. You know, the 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 other the angel part of it. Uh, so we're going to have representatives from uh, both sides of it, and then we workshot workshops some stuff, and uh, we're going to look at the this whole aspect. Uh, uh, I know that you've got some great. Uh, uh, talks coming up and I, I'm working on a, a couple of myself um, we're going to have uh, Keith Johnson of course is a demonologist and uh, oh god I just forgot her name oh she's an angelologist, but which is if you have a demonologist why can't you have an angelologist? you know what the hell uh, but one of the cool things that we are going to have will be uh, if you remember the book uh, the Da Vinci Code who was that, wrote uh, that. Dan, Dan Brown's book Dan Brown's book. He wrote Angels and Demons as well, right? It did. And a part of uh, Spirit Across this year will be Angels and Demons,
0: Scavenger and Hope. Oh, are we going uh, to uh, tie a priest to a bomb at the end of it? Yeah, probably. Uh, so, <laughs> so
1: it's based off the book, actually. We, you, have, we follow, yeah, you follow we have a whole clues day to save like v- you did in the book,
0: right? Yeah, we have a whole day to save VZ from being exploded.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's an idea. I, I will take that into consideration. I don't know if it's easy well, but
0: no, I think every year. I mean, well, the four. I've this, the fourth. This will be the fourth, but the three so far. I mean, I. I think the themes have worked very well. Uh, you know, I. I tend to specialize in the ghost hunting, but I think the paranormal is a wide field. There's the pizza bell, um, but I, th- I. I like the the way that you know you. You've managed to choose. Uh, each year, you, a, a subject, a topic that broadens it out, but you know, and allows us to to explore all of the different areas of the paranormal. The one I'm dreading, of course, is ghost hunting and Bigfoot. Um,
1: well, it may happen. You never know. We get the wind. But, right? yeah.
0: Well, I, I did. I might learn more about the pukwudgie, but I did actually find a ghost Bigfoot. Oh, good. Uh, uh, which I've stored away for future reference, should okay, it ever, cool. beca- ever become We, we may needed.
1: need that. We may need that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. The, the reason that, that the theme came up, of course, was when I first started the, the first Ghost something there was, you know, because it was like a shotgun effect, you had so many different things. It was kind of like spread out all over the place, and it was... You know, uh, you couldn't learn enough about a singular subject. It's You know, you had a little bit of presentation there, or a little workshop here, or whatever. But now, if we concentrate the whole weekend on a, on particular uh, topics, it works out really well. I I think that people can come along with it. And we always have the underlying ghost hunt, which is always part of it, uh, because it is. That's what we I, do. I've,
0: I, I've always... Looked at the, you know, the, the, all of the feedback I've had after each of the events um, that I've been fortunate enough to have been invited to attend, has always been positive. A positive experience. I've got, to, you know, people have got to meet and hear interesting. You know, we get closed up into our little boxes, you know, our intimate ghost hunting box. But it, it's nice to be able to listen to the other speakers, to listen to points of view that are different than your own. I, you know, I, you know, I spend. A we lot don't of have time, to agree with them, but no, but you know, I spend a lot of time talking to the other people at spirit quest and uh, listening to what they've got to say in 15 and seconds i find it well just be there in september
1: yep so it's going to be uh september 18th
0: yeah. uh, no it's september what the hell was it the, the, the weekend closest to september the 20th
1: yeah whatever it is <laughs> check out the website any the letter n the letter e ghostproject.com and it's time to wrap it up and yep. uh, you know it's a new year so, yeah, what do you yeah. think? Should we go out singing? Old <laughs> I? You can sing if you want. I shall be married. Till next. See you next year.
0: God, hope you can't get me to sing. <laughs> Why not? I'll get I've you. Got here. A terrible singing voice.
1: I'll get you.
0: Oh, karaoke. All
1: right.
0: Good night. God bless.
1: See you next year.
0: Yeah.